I personally would, I think this country would lose their mind. I think it would be it. That's it. Definitely this country. I mean, football, like football saves America. Let's be honest. It, it <laughs> saves our lives. It saves me from losing my mind when there's too much school or when I was dating, I had football to go to, to watch. I, so I could ignore that person, you know? Yeah. It's uh, like organically. Got, yeah. You have four months of uh, time to get away from things on the weekends type deal. And now every day you're just sitting there. Hey guys, it's Terrence Nan. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go Dolls. Hey, what's up? This is Peter Ward, aka E Dub, in the house. So we're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. Go live, go nose. Hi, this is Charlie Ward, and you're listening to Hear the Spear, go nose. This is Terrell Fuckley. You're listening to Hear the Spear presented by No Game Day. No bloody. But perhaps better known as the greatest corner to ever step on a football field, Dion Primetime Sanders. Great Dion Sanders, my brother. What's going on, man? I, I could wake up to that greedy every day, man. That was awesome. Hello, those fans. This is former Seminole Derek Brooks, and you're listening to Here's the Spear, presented to you by No Game Day. James Wilder Jr. What's going on, James? Thanks for having me on. SSOD, Florida State or Die, and go no. William Barnon Floyd. Gentlemen, what's up? What is happening, guys? This is Logan from Hear the Spear, presented to you by Noel Game Day. We hope they are having a phenomenal time being stuck in your house nonstop. If you're with your kids, I'm praying for you. Um, if I have to live with Dustin Lewis, I pray for his girlfriend and the dogs around him. Austin, it's Austin's birthday tonight, so we're going to celebrate that. He decided to come on here and have a good time with us because literally there's nothing else he can do, so this is going to be it for him. But we have a lot to talk about. There's a lot of stuff to uh, bring up. Uh, Jameis Winston still hasn't signed anywhere. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot of the Knowles and Coach Storms and what they're doing to work out right now. Uh, and then also we're going to talk some basketball. We also answer some questions. Um, kind of just going to go all over the place. You know, we're in quarantine, just trying to find content and, and uh, keep you guys entertained. Uh, as always, you can listen to this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play. Um, and if you're on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to go ahead and introduce the guys. Our lead writer and lead editor, Dustin Lewis, is with us this evening, along with the birthday boy, Austin BZ. What's up? What's up, fellas? What's going on? Yeah, Austin, I, I really feel bad, man, that you can't do anything. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't it's your have birthday. anything anyways. Do you really feel bad, though, Dustin? Do you do you really, like, is, I mean, it, is yeah, it hurting it's a, you? It's a bad time to have a birthday. Right what now. was Austin going to do? What would you have done on your birthday if you weren't in a uh, current pandemic, worldwide pandemic? I would have just gone out to eat somewhere. That's really it. Cause I'm not I'm not one of those that celebrates my birthday that hard. Yeah. Especially because like yeah. it's 23. What am I going to do at 23? 23 is your Jordan year though, and you are a basketball nerd addict. Drug. This user. is true. It's just not Whoa. important. Oh, he said that was true to drug user at the end. I wow. Didn't hear that part. Wow, Dustin, you heard that here first. Austin is 23, and now he's admitting he's a drug user. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Chocolate milk though. Yeah, chocolate milk. Start off the morning every birthday, mm. full half gallon. Jesus, is that within an hour you're drinking that? Yeah, I mean okay. it's gotta stay cold. 
Dude, I had some whole milk last night, and I didn't drink it. I drank like half of a half gallon. Whole milk was, is dangerous. I was I was full, dude. So I don't know whole- how you're feeling after that entire half gallon. You know, I'm pushing through. That's <laughs> that's a lot. Y'all are. I'm not. I'm not even able to find milk. All I could grab is a half gallon. I'm a big whole. Where milk. do you shop at? I've been going to Walmart. I mean, they probably have it at Publix, but I go Walmart. Walmart yeah. first. Walmart sucks. Whoa, yeah, that, whoa, that's, whoa! That's a mistake on your part. No, I go to Walmart for everything except meat, eggs, and like milk. I mean, I guess there's a couple other things you can't get. Uh, Is there? No. Oh my! I'm so it's dramatic. Nice at Publix. So. I, it's not really bad. I mean, I just I, I love Walmart. Eggs. Walmart's so entertaining. You find so many different things and different that's kinds of people. Sometimes. That's where you get what? Veggies. Sometimes. Oh, oh I for veggies, I'm going Publix probably. Or if I want soap, I go to Walmart. <laughs> oh man, what have y'all been doing with this quarantine? Because I'm sure everybody listening right now is we're all going through the same thing. I'm Captain Obvious over here, but what are y'all doing to entertain yourselves? Because this is a sports podcast. Uh, we try to add a little bit of comedy in there, but that's not really the case. We're just talk sports a lot and just make fun of Austin for working at McDonald's. But what are you guys doing at home that's keeping y'all entertained? <laughs> entertained? <laughs> Nothing, dude. Uh, it's it's like a it's like a triangle in my house. I go from my bedroom to my office to my couch and then it's a cycle throughout the day who knows yeah. where i'll end up That's more than i do i just watch i'm not i'm not entertained go ahead austin sorry dustin was gonna say again that he is I not wa- i just watch replays of old games like yesterday i spent almost all day watching the 2011 mavericks playoffs run uh, that kept me entertained for most of the day did you get a chance to watch the florida state National Championship rewatch? I did not. I was busy watching game well, game four of Lakers Mavericks 2011. Mm, That's so there, uh, Austin made sure to show that he is not going to join the trend of everybody <laughs> watching it on Twitter, and he's going to do his own thing. Yeah, and I respect that. I respect that. I did. I also did not watch it, but I had an excuse. I was with family and joined the day out um, outside with my little brother, so I did not. Wasn't watching. I mean, that would probably have been like the 13th time rewatching that. Um, yeah, I, I rewatch it a lot. So it's like, eh, I can watch it on YouTube. I don't need to watch it on TV. That was my thought. Yeah. We actually have been doing a lot of rewatching on our Twitch channel, uh, twitch.com slash day. And also, Dustin has been streaming NCA 14 with the updated current FSU rosters, which is pretty dope. I uh, also has incoming freshmen in on it too, uh, but he's had a full season of that. He went to the championship and everything. He pretty much obliterated every team by 30 points. Uh, but that's you, you forgot to add that in there, Dustin. You keep on saying you want to promote the channel. Well, I guess I have to do that. And um, Dustin's been doing that, but we do want to do a rewatch. Uh, we won't do a rewatch where you guys can actually join the stream and look at the game. Uh, as long as we don't get copyrighted or suspended, uh, we should be fine to do that. And that was that's actually pretty fun to do. So that's something that we're going to continue to do. Um, hopefully nobody continues to copycat us, but uh, <laughs> that's just sweet. We're used to that, though. <laughs> we're used to that. Um, but, yeah, let's jump into a lot of stuff in here. We'll, we'll 
kind of jump around. Like I said, we got football, uh, some recruiting in here, and also some basketball. So we got kind of a lot of, lot of meat in here. So let's start off. Jameis Winston is still not signed anywhere. Is this a shocker or no shocker to both of you? It's, it's a little bit of a shock, but as we discussed in the last podcast, there's not a lot of teams with salary cap left that need a quarterback. So I'm sort of surprised, but also not really. I mean, yeah, like Austin said, once everything kind of drained up and there aren't any certain starting spots available at the moment, I think Jameis is just kind of going to wait things out and find the best fit for him. Plus, you got Cam Newton on the market now, too. So it's not like it's just Jameis. It's a couple quarterbacks out there. I've been seeing a lot of tweets out there from just wide range from everyone across uh, Twitter and the sports world, but... They're like doing polls on who you'd rather have, Cam Newton or Jameis Winston. And for the most part, Jameis Winston is winning that in a landslide. Um, and I, I think there's a lot of things we already talked about on the last podcast, I believe. But uh, Jameis Winston has obviously gone through it there in Tampa. If you haven't listened to it, I would go back to the last podcast. But we talked about the organization there what they did with him while he was there and the defense that he had. Um, and also, I mean, you you got to put some blame on him too. But he uh, obviously, I was watching, uh, I've been watching a lot of his workouts and his rehab. He's still rehabbing after his surgeries. Uh, he is looking very slim. He looks about as slim as he was before he came to FSU when he was playing in Hueytown. Bessemer. He, look, he looks like he slimmed down a lot. Yeah, I agree. I saw those videos, and like you said, he looked good, and I thought I thought his arm looked really good in that. Mm-hmm. And like I talked about in the last podcast, he had a broken thumb on his throwing hand, um, a torn meniscus. Obviously, the, the thumb is healed up, and I think he's back to full health from the meniscus as well. So now Jameis is looking good, and I feel like every offseason he kind of slims down, and then throughout the year he gains weight, which kind of helps him against the amount of hits he takes. So. <laughs> I, I don't know. I see the strategy. We will see whenever he gets signed. I keep on thinking, like, on Monday, I'm like, all right, well, this is going to be the week, week Jameis Winston signed. and hop on here and talk about it and get articles ready. But still has not happened. I still think, you know, I don't know if he's want, figuring out how much money he can get. I mean, obviously, but or if he's, he's trying to get a good opportunity with a team that's that has that caliber of an organization that go uh, goes to the playoff. Uh, and it's like reoccurring in that presence because I, I don't want to see him go to like a Jacksonville. I would, I would, well, I was going to say something really dramatic, but <laughs> I would very much dislike that. And I think FSU fans should also very much dislike it. I mean, you're probably, if you're an FSU fan, already a Jacksonville Jaguars fan or a Tampa Bay Bucks fan, and you already know what your organization in that front office is. And both of them are not the best just to say the least. So I want to see him go somewhere that goes to a team that could he could sit behind maybe uh, and to a veteran quarterback that's getting close to retiring where he can then come in and, and learn and, and learn from a, a quarterback that's done it right. A couple Knowles are moving along to different teams and some are re-signing. <laughs> One, I had to like, I had to like word that around a little yeah, bit. Yeah, read the sentences. <laughs> 
Uh, one that's going to be re-signing, which actually, to me, I don't know about y'all, is a little surprising to me because he's had an on-and-off kind of career. I mean, he has good weeks, and then he has like bad and sometimes terrible weeks in, Seattle, uh, in uh, New Orleans. This is P.J. Williams, obviously a 2013 national champion. Him and Darby were dirty there in the double-corner uh, combo then at FSU. But P.J. Williams has re-signed a one-year deal with the Saints. Uh, also, Timmy Jernigan is leaving Philly. He's going to move to Houston. And he, how many years? It's a one-year deal. One-year one deal, prove it kind of contract there for the big man. My favorite player from FSU. One of my favorites, but probably my probably my favorite, Timmy Jernigan. Loco Ocho is going to the Houston Texans. And then Xavier Rhodes, the birthday boys. Noel, that was on his Vikings team, is headed to the Colts to go join Philip Rivers to go get a ring. How about that? It's not going to happen. Xavier that Rhodes is, is true. He's, no, he's not as good as he used to be. He's lost. He's definitely lost his step speed-wise. Um, he was always handsy in coverage, and he's even more handsy now. He had a rough year last year. I know he was named to the Pro Bowl, but I have no idea how, honestly. Yeah, he had a rough season. He's had some rough seasons. I mean, in 2017, he was the best corner in football, and it wasn't really close, and then he's just dropped off a cliff since then. Yeah, and it's just crazy, even with the world kind of coming to a halt because of the coronavirus, NFL free agency keeps on churning. It's about the only entertainment we're getting, honestly. Literally, that's all of it. No, dude, have you seen twitch.tv slash Day? I have. You are correct. It's great. It is. It is great, entertaining content. Uh, the streamer is just such a cool guy. Love seeing him out there play video games with that current FSU roster. If you haven't seen, I definitely would go suggest hitting that follow button when you go to twitch.com slash. Real cool guy. Follow him at Dustin on Twitter. D-U-S-S-T-T-I. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> Too much branding over here. Too much. You're trying to get your cloud out. Remember, at no game day, we try to get as much cloud as we can, but Dustin, you're overboarding it. <laughs> Here's some good news on the Florida State front. Deshaun Corbin, obviously the transfer running back from Texas A&M under Jimbo Fisher. He's going to receive his waiver from the NCAA, and he's going to be granted immediate eligibility for this upcoming season. If there is a season, I I shouldn't have said that because someone's going to get mad at me. But I, I do think I hope we have a season ahead. But Deshaun Corbin gets his waiver. What does this do to the running back position group? Because obviously your expected starter is one of the most experienced with Kalen LeBourne. Anthony Grant still there. Didn't see him on the field last season. But you got some guys coming in, too, that can compete. What about Deshaun Corbin? Is, is this... And we and Dustin, you can talk about the video that we saw that he's posted of him looking really smooth out there on the field. Uh, what does this do to the running back position group? I think it just means you have a, a ton of quality guys that you can put out on the field in different ways. Obviously, you have Corbin. There's uh, Kalen the Bourne. We'll see how he comes back from that knee surgery and progresses moving forward. Um, like you said, Anthony Grant, we'll see if he can stay on the field. Um, with Damian, with Damian Webb, the Juco transfer, I think he's going to be right in the mix for a lot of snaps, a really experienced and talented guy coming in who can also catch the ball out of the backfield. So 
I'm excited to see him go to work. A guy that we've had a lot of fun with on the Twitch streams at NCAA 14 is Corey Wren, who uh, will be at FSU in the summer. So he can do he can do a multitude of things. He'll be switching between running back and receiver. Like Webb, he can catch the ball in the backfield, return kicks, return punts. He's a really exciting guy. Um, Ja'Kai Douglas, who early enrollee, spent time at running back. He's another guy that's going to be kind of like a flex between running back and wide receiver. And then finally, you have Lawrence uh, Toafilia, four-star running back signee, who's also in the class. So, I mean, really, the running back position, so much talent there. A lot of young guys as well who are just going to continue to grow throughout their careers at Florida State. And I'm, I'm excited to see it. And like you said about the video with Corbin, um, Corbin posted a video of him working out on Twitter earlier this week, and he looked fully healthy coming back from a torn hamstring that he suffered at Texas A&M early in the 2019 season. He's going through some ladder drills, um, moving laterally side to side, looked fully healthy, very confident in um, his ability to move around. Also just ran some, ran some drills against some guys and just juking and sprinting uh, full speed up the field, I guess. And he also did a bunch of the, a bunch of drills with a football in his hand, so he's also working on his uh, handling a bit as well. So he's really – I think he's the guy that's going to end up winning the starting job. But, again, Mike Norvell, he uses so many running backs in his offense that a lot of different guys are going to see time. And, Corbin, a lot of people were saying that it viewed practices, uh, the few that, that we were able to see – they said, you know, Corbin's looked like the top dog in that running back department over Kane LeBourne. So it's most certainly going to create a good competition. And, you know, the big thing was just waiting and seeing if he would receive that waiver. And it's all gas, no breaks now for the transfer running back. So I'm excited to see. I, I'm really excited. This is the number two position group battle-wise. It might be number one. I know quarterback's always up there, but... Um, yeah, no, no seniors, no seniors in this group. You've got LeBorn, Redshirt mm-hmm. Jr., Corbin's just a redshirt sophomore, Grant's a redshirt sophomore. I think Webb is going to be a redshirt sophomore as well. And then the rest of the guys, uh, Ja'Kai Douglas, Wren, and Toa Philly are all freshmen. So a really young group that has the potential to grow into something great, as long as the offensive line in front of them can be uh, competent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw, I heard that there then moving on here. This is something that we just saw earlier. I posted a video and this is actually speaking of Corbin. This is from his Instagram page. It looks like uh, Florida state is sending their nutrition staff is sending care packages pretty much. Uh, I don't know what's in them, but I would expect a lot of protein, uh, maybe some recipes and there, some lists of things to go get. And then also, uh, I would think, I don't know, maybe some muscle milks. I don't know. But uh, Florida State sending some nutrition packages to all of the players, um, expected to all the players, which is pretty interesting. I, I don't know of any other university doing it. Um, just so happens, Deshaun posted it today. This is Friday we're recording this. He posted it on his Instagram and it had FSU nutrition, I think, on the side of the box. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's a pretty cool idea, most certainly, to keep these guys. Um, uh, I mean, I was talking about it with my dad yesterday before we were eating dinner, and I was talking to him about, you know, 
I'm trying to keep my weight up because I lose weight really easily, but I'm trying to gain weight right now. But I mean, I'm in, I'm having to eat a lot, but I, I'm just thinking about guys that are Slight football. Flex. Whoa, what am I flexing on? <laughs> That's hard for you to gain weight. I, I have a high metabolism. That's yeah, the thing. You. <laughs> Any, you know, anyways, now I have a question for you in a second regarding that. But um, metabolism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I think it's I think it's hard as hell for guys that are 300 pounds that are also trying to build their muscle because you got to keep on eating and eating and eating. But I mean that that care package. I don't know what's in it. I might need to ask. I need to ask around what's in those. I think it's pretty cool though. Good good to move on. Obviously, Coach Storms and company and their nutrition staff at FSU. Yeah, I agree. And one thing coming in that we talked about a ton is how much this uh, strength and conditioning staff is going to improve the roster by taking their bodies to the next level with what they're doing in the weight room and also off the field with nutrition. And now that you can't have those kind of scheduled workouts together, really the only thing left is, is the nutrition. And there's still plenty of guys on this roster that need to gain weight, lose weight, maintain weight. And this is the way that FSU is going to help them do it in, in the right way. So like you said, Logan, I mean, there's going to be a lot of healthy proteins in there, probably a bunch of protein powder, maybe some yeah. recipes. And like you said, lists to go out and, and get like healthy stuff to cook, things like that, just to kind of keep them on the right track while you can't um, monitor monitor them every day like you were doing before. Yeah. It's pretty interesting to me. I, I do wonder what's in it because you can't put a lot of things in there, but uh, probably some recipes, protein powder, most certainly. And I, I also like wonder what like the NCA, like what kind of restrictions they have on that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're, they're shipping it off to all the hometowns. Uh, so I'm like picturing, you know, they, they have a cafeteria, obviously, where they go every day um, and the box that they sent out, I, I'm telling you Maybe now like boxes some fruit, massive. canned goods something like that something yeah most certainly definitely peanut some, butter yeah some like jacked up peanut butter with a lot of calories in it <laughs> um because i know james blackman they got it they're sending him probably eight of those boxes <laughs> i just wonder i would love to know what kind of meal plan james blackman is on and i feel like dustin could help him uh, <laughs> So a lot of Whataburger. Yeah, a lot yeah, of Whataburger. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be helping him in a healthy way. Yeah. He just needs weight. Like you said, though. he's got to maintain some muscle. Yeah. That's true. I guess a little, but a little water. You no, know, get a little. He's got to get his calories, though. A little bad he's, with the good. Yeah. Yeah. Help the soul. Yeah, I you're right. Him today. I don't know if it was a current picture, but I thought it was on the uh, – the article, I think it was from the Palm Beach Herald that Tom D'Angelo wrote. It was it was just oh, a yeah. Blackman. It was like a picture of him, I think, throwing out on like a high school field. To me, it looked current, and I was looking at the picture, and I thought I thought you could definitely tell that he had added some weight to his frame and overall looked like a bigger guy. I mean, he's still got a ways to go, obviously, but he's definitely making some progress in that department. Mm -hmm. And just and up next too. Speaking of that, I mean, FSU players are having to find different ways of working out. We were seeing videos of James Blackman, like Dustin said, outside on the field in his hometown. 
Um, then also uh, we saw DJ Matthews, who was actually running routes with uh, Cam Newton. I don't think that was public, but he was getting routes with Cam Newton, which was pretty cool. Uh, and I, I really need DJ. I, he's a great route runner, and he's so shifty. I really need him to, you know, stay focused and have a good season head because I, I think he's the closest to what Kenny Shaw was at FSU, like the closest to it. But uh, DJ Matthews, obviously. Amari Gaynor has been big on, on posting his workouts. Uh, to be on Terry, uh, Brennan Gant, uh, tons of Knowles. Marvin Wilson, uh, J-Rob, tons of Knowles. I mean, about pretty much everyone. Uh, yeah, I saw uh, Jay Williams, I think, pulling a, a truck. Yeah. And then earlier this week we posted Josh Grivis, obviously. Uh, oh, yeah. Doing some lifts in a garage, I want to say. And then... It was either earlier this week or last week. I saw a walk-on linebacker, Amarni Kerr, doing some uh, dumbbell workouts. Mm, that's a big like, boy. Yeah. The cool thing to me is like these guys are posting the workouts, and then the, all the coaches and the strength guys, they're all chiming in to keep them motivated and keep them working at it and just saying, like, good work, things like that, reposting the videos. So I think it's exciting to just kind of see this whole program starting to come together under Norvell. It's, it's getting that – it's been there for a little bit, but it's really starting to get that family feel. And you can tell kind of how much all these guys care about each other. Even though they're apart right now, they're, they're still doing their best to stay connected in different ways. Yeah, it's kicking too. And I, I think it's really cool also to see the coaches' perspective of them working out. Coach Storms is posting every day of saying find that 1% uh, and go out there and grind and find different ways to, you know, some of these boys need some big weight. They got to find some weight to put on them or whatever to make sure it's a workout and they're getting really creative and finding cinder blocks. Uh, and, and Coach Storms, I think, is just kind of a good motivator in that regard. And I think you can definitely tell he went to school for this kind of stuff because he's so smart um, with the different kind of uh, workouts and, I, and obviously it's working out so far because you've seen gains happy gains a lot of the players are posting on twitter about how much weight they've gained and it's healthy so i think it's a good sign uh like dustin said of what's going on and building that family because that takes a while it's going to take even more time but it's a great start to see them trusting and coach norbell's staff and i i'll be honest i mean a lot of the players, too. I mean, James Blackman said in the article, like you said, Dustin from the Palm Beach. What was it, Palm Beach? Um, I think it was Palm Beach Herald. Herald, yeah. He was talking about that this coaching staff, just practically saying, you know, that this coaching staff just really gets gets you going. I mean, it's a it's an encouraging coaching staff, and, and you feel like you're getting coached harder, pretty much is summed up of what he said. So... Uh, they're believing early on and what coach Neville coach Norbell and right now your other head coach pretty much coach storms during the off season is doing for them they believe so it's a good sign and I was going to ask you Dustin uh, speaking of working out what are your workouts right now uh, like how are you keeping in shape I, you're I not able to go I, to the gym I walk from the couch in my bed from the bed to my office and from my office to the couch. It's, I get some steps in and it's a nice day. You do get, you kind of get a good step into, like when you're stepping into the car, that's not a bad, like mid lunge kind of situation. 
Yeah, I mean, I haven't really been in my car much, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, well, really, the only drive to. <laughs> really, Waterburger. Yeah, I mean, I've been there one time. Broker. <laughs> I don't. Lawbreaker, baby. Oh, good to know. That's Lewis is breaking laws. Uh, let's see. Arkansas State defensive end William Bradley King is in the transfer portal to grad transfer. He had 8.5 sacks uh, and in 2019, and FSU is expected to kick the tires. This is probably a good update here from Dustin Lewis better than me because I just read that and didn't really know what I was saying or talking about. But this is why we have Dustin Lewis here to give you an update on William Bradley King. You, you read the update. I did my job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically, Bradley King was a, a star defensive end last season for, for Arkansas State. Best player on their defense. Now he's deciding to grad transfer for his final year. Probably looking to move up to a bigger program where he can get more exposure. Like Logan said, and I wrote, he had 8.5 sacks and three forced fumbles in 2019. So he could be a productive player for FSU to pursue. They're definitely going to see if there's any interest there. And we'll just have to see how it progresses from there. Florida State... Still expecting to lose some guys off the current roster to transfer transfers or being processed, as we can say, in uh, this day and age. So we'll just have to see how the numbers work out at the end of things and if, if there's a spot for them. This is obviously a big topic right now. And like I said earlier, we're hoping that there is football in the fall. But right now, Florida State, from what we've heard from multiple sources inside, they're currently preparing just the university is preparing for multiple scenarios, one of them being the worst-case scenario where there is not football in the fall. Um, and uh, it, it's it's crappy, but uh, right now they expect it to go on as planned. Uh, the former Kansas State president said today that if no vaccine is in place by July – uh, don't expect a season this year. So there's obviously a lot of um, opinions too on it. I believe Dabo Sweeney put out today that he's fully expecting there to be football to be played uh, in September. But right now, uh, th- this country really is just going to up everyone up in the world and just continue to grow these cases and which sucks. But I'm, I'm just wondering how you're going to put 80,000 in a stadium uh, in September at this rate. I have, I have no idea. I have no clue. It really, I think it's going to depend on what the NBA does first. Cause obviously they're still trying to figure out when they're going to restart their season. If they don't restart their season until late June, July, I think it's going to be hard I think it's going to be hard to have college football because the NBA is likely going to do without fans to start. How do you feel on it, Dustin? What would you do if there's no football in the fall? I don't know what I would do. (laughs) You're already losing your base. We haven't had football the last two years. It doesn't matter. Whoa, now. Hold up. I've never been faced with this prospect before, so I really don't know how I'm going to end up reacting. Because y'all both lost Florida State basketball, potentially one of the best teams ever yep. in school history. I It's always good to remind people that. They just get pissed off. Like, I, I already got pissed at myself for saying that. But definitely, uh, Florida State had one of the best teams ever and didn't get to see them. We should be actually previewing a Final Four, shouldn't we, right now on this podcast? Yep. 
just I was about. going to drive down today, so thank you for that. No problem. I thought I'd just remind everybody, if you're listening now, you can send me a tweet or DM me how much you hate me. But um, yeah. Lost the NBA, lost college, college baseball. Right after FSU had uh, shut out Florida in Gainesville. So no one cares about, about baseball. So much well, potential MLB. down the drain. <laughs> well, I mean, there's still a chance they'll play. They delayed the start of the season, so it's just it's kind of like the NBA. They're just kind of in a holding period. Don't forget about the MLB now. That would have been opening day for my Giants in San Francisco. That's what so. I just said. Well, I you said college baseball, but. Yeah, I just said that the MLB got delayed like the NBA, and they're in a holding wow. period. Oh. Uh, yeah. The center just wait to speak. I don't even wait sometimes. <laughs> I just talk. I know. <laughs> I'm used to it. Oh. Um, but, yeah, I personally would – I think this country would lose their mind. I think it would be it. That's it. Definitely this country. I mean, football – like, football saves America. Let's be honest. It <laughs> saves our lives. It saves me from losing my mind when there's too much school or when I was dating. I had football to go to to watch I, so I could ignore that person, you know. Yeah, it's uh, like organically. Got, yeah. You have four months of uh, time to get away from things on the weekends type deal. And now every day you're just sitting there. Yeah. I did see the NFL red zone, though, is replaying every day each week from the 2019 season. So I might be doing that every day from here on out, um, <laughs> having some football on in the background, which sadly I can do that. I just like having football on in the background of a TV on like a Sunday, uh, a Thursday night, college football and NFL, a lot of like any kind of football I will put on the screen. I don't know. It just relaxes me. Yeah. And just speaking about how bad it would be for the fans to lose football. You also have to look at it, from the school's perspective, I mean, there's schools in the FCS and I mean, even in the FBS where they rely on football to pay for their entire athletic budget or a really big chunk of it because their other sports don't bring in as much revenue. And you talk about losing an entire season of revenue. I mean, that, that could make things bad in a hurry financially for, for some schools. Yeah, I was going to say, too, that financial problem definitely for Florida State, too, right now. It would be nice if they could play some. They feel like they have the coach for them and their future, and they want to get some wins and bring some money in so they can pay him, also pay off people that they've had to let go uh, and <clears throat> get some money in because Florida State doesn't have all that kind of money either. Uh, and that's the, the, and that's Florida State and a ton of other Universities football pays for a lot, and it pays for other sports too, under other athletics department. So yeah, and like you said, right now Florida State is expecting the season to go on as planned. Had a couple mixed reviews today. A former Kansas State president said that if no vaccine is in place by July, don't expect uh, college football this year. And then Dabo Dabo Sweeney, I think he was at um some kind of coaches thing. He said that he fully expects college football to happen this year with fans in the stands. So a lot of different things going around. Yeah, and see, these people have no, I mean. There definitely won't be a vaccine in place by July. That's not going to happen. 
I think there's yeah. a chance. No. I think there's a I sm- very small chance. The the latest projections that I personally saw were 2021 for them to complete the vaccine. I know they're in at least in the testing stages of it now, which there's no way they get it right in the first try, even the 10th try. But at least they're getting trials out there. Yeah, I will, if it comes in 2021, there's a chance you see college football played without fans, if played at all. That's what I'm saying. Um, speaking of the NBA, the NBA is angling to cancel the 2019-2020 season. That was yeah. just announced. That's just announced great. on TweetDeck or on Twitter. What? Yeah, Bleacher Report. Oh, hmm. well. Hmm, that's a great sign. Has Wojer Sham said it? That was Brian Windhorst. Uh, I don't know if I believe that guy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if I'm sitting in in September, definitely in like October, and I don't have any football on my screen, and I'm taking classes, I'm going to be close to harmful, like harming myself. Um, and I might be the biggest dickhead to you guys so get ready for that it's nothing now i'm a nice guy that was sweet today i put out we put out a nice graphic for you austin that is true i was appreciative of that although i saw you guys did it for nate so i'm like if you guys do it for nate whoa whoa whoa. (laughs) oh you and nate can talk about that off air whenever y'all need to (laughs) oh man um but yeah yeah, so uh, yeah, so pretty much like we don't know what we would do. Let's just not even talk about it anymore. If there's any updates, we will. But let's just continue to go on with like FSU is and hoping that there will be football played and prepping for that. Uh, another thing that Florida State's doing right now that we have noted real quick, Dustin, that the recruiting and graphic design team is working pretty hard on trying to get content out there and they're making some pretty cool graphics they've brought on a few other guys on staff and it's looking pretty nice and they're finding different ways to attract recruits to the graphics for them to post them so and it looks like their recruits are liking it too so uh, really the digital team right now for a lot of not just university recruiting but companies too are having to work their tail off and build content uh, <laughs> to create engagement so i think it's a pretty a good good move on um the the recruiting team and grab design team and what they're trying to do to keep recruits and keep FSU in their head. Yeah, they've had some good stuff go out recently. Mm-hmm. You want to do this beautiful, beautiful recruiting update that you have on here that says, let Dustin do it in the Google Drive document? Yes, sir, I do. Well, Dustin Lewis, you have the floor. Give us this recruiting update, please. All right, so we'll just go through some quick hitters in recruiting that happened the past week. A couple big ones on the offensive line. 2021 five-star offensive tackle, the number two offensive tackle in the entire class, named Florida State in his top ten, along with some schools like Alabama, Clemson, um, Georgia, Florida, LSU, Oregon as well, so some schools like that. And also – 2021 four-star offensive tackle Micah Morris named FSU to his final five that all that includes Florida State as well as Georgia Florida Alabama 
and South Carolina. Both of those guys are prospects out of the state of Georgia. So I think Georgia definitely hold Georgia's definitely going to get one of the two. I think um, FSU made a pretty big impression on Micah Morris so far in his recruitment. And Amarius Mims, five-star offensive tackle, named FSU in his top 10, and he hasn't been on campus yet. He was supposed to visit in late March before everything got crazy. Obviously, it didn't get a chance to make it. So Florida State is still waiting to meet him in person for the first time, and he's excited to do that as well. And Morris is planning to officially visit Florida State since they're in his final five. Uh, moving on, what do we have up next? Uh, fuck f- um, <laughs> that's why I want to do the recruit update. <laughs> I'm so glad someone read that. I put that in. I'm like, please tell me someone reads this. Oh, I regret bolding that. I thought I could just have it bolded there, but I thought we were just like ignoring it. But it was going to be of our own humor. Uh, but. <laughs> well it was of our own humor now you can cut this alright <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna bleep it I'll just bleep it and nah. put it in put it in the no, they're not gonna know who it is but anyway moving on next up 2022 legacy offensive tackle recruit Julian Armella out of St. Thomas Aquinas was upgraded to a five star prospect earlier this past week five star on rivals I'm still waiting to see if he'll get the composite five-star from 247. FSU is currently the heavy favorite in his recruitment, and as of right now, he's fully expected to end up at Florida State. Also, you have 2022 quarterback Ty Simpson, um, currently a top 100 prospect on 247. He did an interview with our own Nate Greer this week on the site on nogameday.com, and he's... Currently, at least based on that interview, I would say the favorite to be Florida State's signal caller in the 2022 class had some really interesting uh, quotes. One that stood out to me, <clears throat> Simpson said, I've known, Co- I've known Coach Norvell since he was at Memphis and Coach Dillingham was recruiting me at Auburn. There's a great opportunity at FSU. Coach Norvell was doing a lot of great things at Memphis, and I think he is one of the best coaches. He made them into a powerhouse. I could go there and we could hopefully win a national championship. And Norvell's been recruiting Simpson for a very long time, knows his dad very well through uh, the coaching industry. And uh, his dad has actually hired a couple of graduate assistants from Memphis in the past. So there's a connection there to the family and Florida State going all in on Ty Simpson, it seems. And they'll probably also be looking for a second quarterback to add behind him if he ends up committing. And and then, yeah, finally, 2021 recruiting. People have been freaking out on Twitter because Florida State hasn't landed a commitment since Brandon Jennings. And I don't know. I feel like we need to address it. Stop freaking out. <laughs> Florida State has already landed uh, their quarterback in the class and Luke Altmeyer. They also landed their bell cow and linebacker Brandon Jennings, a legacy recruit, who the staff did a great job recruiting. I mean – Brandon himself said if if Taggart and his staff had still been in Tallahassee, he wouldn't have committed to Florida State. So having Norvell and his guys in place changed the complexity of that recruitment. And then really, I mean, the reason Florida State hasn't 
gotten a commitment lately is one, you can't have guys on campus. And two, I think because of all the visits being canceled, you're going to see a lot of guys push back their commitment dates. Now, um, one guy to look forward to who could be the next commitment in this class is four-star receiver, Destin Pazone. believe we mentioned him on the last podcast. He's expected to make a decision here sometime in the next week or so. So if he does decide to go ahead and pull the trigger, Florida State will be the pick. And I say that's about it for the recruiting update. Very nice update there from Dustin Lewis. Enjoyed that. Always learn something new from your recruiting updates. Me too. I'm not sure if I listened fully, but I, I do remember a few of it. Sorry. No comment. <laughs> Moving on to basketball here. Uh, Devin Vassell and Patrick Williams both have declared for the NBA draft. Uh, what are y'all's takes on this for you, both of you guys? Austin, if you want to start off too, because you're the tightest with them. Yeah, I, I've been saying all season what? long, don't be surprised because they're going to leave. And people kept saying they're not leaving or they better not leave or they should stay another year. No, they deserve to go make money. Next year is a much stronger draft class. Vassell's worked his way in a lottery conversation. Um, almost every big board you look at, he's somewhere between 10 and 15. If you're getting those kind of projections, go every single time. Uh, Williams is a little more all over the place. I've seen him as high as 11 and as low as 25. Um, if they have the NBA combine, that's going to help him a lot. But with the whole coronavirus thing, that whole situation's up in the air, and they're not sure if they're actually going to have it. Um, so I, I don't know if he's going to get that combine, but he really needs it f- to help improve his stock. But the potential is there for him to go fairly high. Um, I wasn't surprised by either of these moves, though. I've been saying it for weeks now. Yeah, and if I, if I think – sorry. If this year – I totally jumbled my words there. But I think if this year was uh, last year or if this year was next year, NBA draft-wise, Patrick Williams would probably be a guy that's returned to Florida State – but Austin, like you said, since it's such a weak class, this is really the perfect time for him to go in and still be drafted in the first round. Because personally, coming out, I don't think he's better than a guy like Dwayne Bacon or Malik Beasley or Jonathan Isaac, obviously. I don't think he's better than any of those guys coming out. And he's really getting drafted off the potential of what he's going to be in the future. Right. I 100% agree with that. But And he's just oozing with potential. The defensive ability is there. And the comp- the comparison we keep seeing is Kawhi Leonard. There's been quite a few comparisons of him being a Kawhi Leonard light, and it's not that hard to see. The offensive potential is obviously there. The defense is there. So I, I could see it. I compared him to Jeff Green earlier in the season, but he, he does have a little Kawhi Leonard in him, um, and he's expected to go in the same range Leonard did coming out of college in that 15-ish range. Yeah, I think really for him, the the big things to make that jump to the NBA is reworking his shot motion a little bit and just becoming more consistent from the outside and being able to hit those threes. He's really athletic around the basket, can throw down dunks that get people on their feet. Like you said, Austin, a, a really good defender. And whenever he's in, he's typically locked in on defense. So Really, to me, it's the shot. It's it's the offense that needs to get better for him. And if he keeps that mentality on the defensive end that he developed at Florida State, he should be a solid player in the NBA. Yeah, his biggest weakness is that shot. It's very mechanical, 
and it's very stiff, just like Leonard's was coming out of college. It just needs to be a little more fluid. Um, it just needs to be a little smoother. That's it. Um, he shot 32% from three, which compared to how he started the season was a downfall. He was in the high 40s to start the season and yeah. got a little worse, got a little worse. He did um, shoot a good percentage from free throw, though, which I know that's normally a thing that people look at to determine how your shooting will project to the next level. I can't remember if it was high 80s or low 90s, but Patrick Williams at the line was nearly automatic. Yeah, there was one time I think he made like 15 straight free throws throughout a stretch of games. Um, yeah, I, like like you said, it's all offensive potential. I was going to say something else and completely forgot it. Oh, his <laughs> his pull-up game. I mean, we talk about how he gets to the spots in the, on the elbows and pulls up and makes them. That's, a, that's just another sign that he can eventually stretch out to three um, like Brandon Ingram's been doing recently. And more basketball news. It came out today, uh, Naheem McLeod, who was originally part of the 2019 class, is going to attend Chipola College for this next season. He'll play there for a year and then return to Florida State. Um, we've been wondering about Nehemiah Cloud. We knew he was ineligible. We're guessing due to academic reasons. Um, but then we just hadn't heard anything all year. Is he transferring? Is he going to stay at Florida State? Um, but it came out today, according to StockRisers.com, that he's going to attend Chipola College, which if you remember, that's where Simeon Bowers went before he got kicked out. Um for eating weed. That was a story. <laughs> and, and then, uh, there's another guy we have here. There was a guy that FSU sent to TCC, uh, Nobertus Giga in 2014 that I may have butchered that name, but he went to TCC and then he went to Jacksonville state after, um, even though he was supposed to come back to Florida state, they're saying McLeod will come back to Florida state. They're, I'm just going to say there's a year can change a lot of people's minds. And I'm just saying, for some people, it won't. Nahim McLeod will be in Tallahassee in 2021. I'll bet you right now. Go ahead. I'm not not going to make that bet. (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) He's a 7-3 center. He's got a very interesting skill set. I mean, how many 7-3 centers can stretch the floor out to 18 feet and even potentially to three? He's basically had a redshirt year in a Juco college this upcoming season while he's still probably having contact with the Florida State coaches, so he knows what to work on. Um, I don't know what he's done this past season because he wasn't allowed to be around the team. He wasn't allowed to work out with the team. He wasn't allowed to grab one of the managers or grad assistants and say, hey, can you rebound for me? So I don't know what he's done to his game this past year. And then he still has another year before he's even on campus. So you're, gonna, you're potentially going to be seeing a much different player in Tallahassee in 2021. Yeah, but if he does make it back to Florida State, like you said, his skill set is so tantalizing. I mean, there's so many different aspects of his game that I think he could excel at offensively at the collegiate level. To me, it's really the defense, which Florida State's a perfect place to build up your defensive game. So we'll see if if he makes it back. Right now, he would be a member of the 2021 class, along with Bryce McGowan's. Yeah, and McGowan's has had, we noted a couple weeks ago, he's had some big games towards the end of his high school uh, high school season. Yeah, I think he's going to be As, a riser. Yeah, I, he, I wouldn't be surprised if he's in the high 30s by the time his recruitment's all done. He's a very talented player. Um, his brother just transferred from Pittsburgh. He should be announcing his decision here soon or where he's going. Um, but yeah, that, that's going to be a good class, and we're going to have a lot more open spots for that season as well, and they're after some really big fish for that 2021 class. 
But for next season, they've got they're sitting with three open spots right now. Um, currently on the roster, you've got MJ Walker, Turk, Malik Osborne, Raquan Evans, Balsa Kopravicha, Anthony Polite, Wyatt Wilkes, Nathaniel Jack, and then the two signees, Scotty Barnes and Sarder Calhoun. Both of those guys I'm super excited for. I think they're going to be immediate impacts and probably immediate starters, depending on who they land these next couple weeks. Um, they've been in the name with a couple grad transfers, but both of those guys have already decided they're not going to go to Florida State. Um, they haven't announced where they're going. That was uh, Jordan Bruner and Trey Wirtz. Those are two guys that Florida State had contacted, but they're going elsewhere. And they haven't been in any. They haven't been uh, brought up in any other transfers. I'm still guessing they're going to land a grad transfer big from somewhere, um, just to fill that void. Because right now you're sitting at only two bigs, unless they're planning on rolling Turk at the five, which it could work. But I still think they're trying to look for someone to fill that five until Nahima Cloud does get on campus. Um, but there's just not many names right there that can fill that role. Uh, some potential uh, high school seniors you may see. Tony Sanders, a 6'7 forward from Miami. Uh, very athletic, very long. He was an, he's an okay shooter. I'd imagine he would come in in a red shirt for a year if he did come. Uh, Josh Gray, a 6'11 big from New York. He hasn't heard from Florida State lately, but maybe with the Nehemiah Cloud news, they rekindled that fire a little bit. And then Jermonte Hill, uh, stop me if you heard this one before, a 6'6 forward from Atlanta who is close with Devin Vassell. Uh, I think he's a guy that ends up at Florida State. He's, he's got a very similar skill set to Vassell. Um, I, and like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up at Florida State. And there are a couple 2021 guys that are going to reclassify. Uh, it hasn't been announced yet, but it's very likely that Jonathan Kuminga, the number one overall player, and Musa Chise, who's top 10, I believe, are going to reclassify. Yeah. And those are both guys that Florida State's after. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah, we'll just have to see. I, I just hope Florida State doesn't waste a roster spot on on a guy who shouldn't be there. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Um, especially because Coach Hamilton will use all thirteen guys if he can. If if he has thirteen quality players that will go out and give you good minutes, he'll use all thirteen. I have no doubt. Um, right now, you're sitting at about eight to nine guys that are quality rotation pieces, depending on what you think of White Wilkes. Um, so More than quality. Okay, <laughs> so they're still looking for one to two guys that can really fill out that rotation. And I think one of them is just going to have to be a graduate transfer that can give them minutes. Because otherwise, I just I don't see them relying on a young, undeveloped freshman to fill that role. Yeah, either way, I'm hoping, like you said, a graduate transfer and then two freshmen who have the potential to improve mo- moving forward in their careers because you – you look at uh, what the roster would be after next year, and N.J. Walker set to graduate. Raquan Evans will graduate. Wyatt Wilkes will graduate. Nate Jack will graduate. And if you bring in a grad transfer, he would graduate as well. So, you're, And then Scotty Barnes and possibly Sarder Calhoun as well. I mean, I know he's talked about going to the NBA. So both of those guys are potentially on the NBA board. So really, you could have, again, five to seven spots open next season. So Florida State, they've got some recruiting to do. Looking forward to watching Leonard Hamilton and his and his staff get back to work on the recruiting trail. That commitment from, from McGowan's was huge a couple weeks ago. And I think they'll be able to land some more quality talent in the 2021 class. Don't know how much is really around at the moment. Austin mentioned a, a couple of guys. We'll just have to see. 
how everything shakes out. And also, I know that article that you wrote on the HEMA cloud at the end of it, you mentioned uh, Coach Hamilton said in an interview that they're expecting to have everything filled out within the next two to three weeks. And you also mentioned uh, the signing period opens up April 15th. So we'll just have to see. Yeah, and like Florida State does, they operate under the radar. So they're, they're not going to be saying, hey, we're going after this guy. And a lot of guys are going after are going to say, hey, Florida State's going after me. Um, they're just one of those teams that operate super under the radar. Like when David Nichols uh, committed, like he had mentioned Florida State was interested. And then all of a sudden, like a week later, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to Florida State. Florida State's just one of those teams they prefer to op- operate under the radar. Um, and that's, going back to the 2021 guys, I, I think Wyatt Wilkes may apply for a red shirt because his freshman year he only played 11 games, so he might do like what Phil Kofer did. Um, because the cut, li- the cut line is 10 games, and Wyatt Wilkes did technically have an injury. Um, so we'll see. It depends on the season he has this season and next. M- maybe he – or this – upcoming season maybe he applies for a redshirt uh injury waiver he might um we'll see he might be a guy that grad transfers out he he has a Mm -hmm. lot of options after next season and a quick question for you you bringing up david nichols just kind of brought it to my mind but does florida state potentially look for a grad transfer guard again because right now you only have five six guards in your rotation if scotty barnes is going to play point guard and florida state they like to have a lot of guards on the floor in and out with the, the type of substitutions they run. So should another guy be added added to that group? I mean, any quality grad transfer guards out there? There's quite a few. Um, a lot of them have already started cutting down their list. And the issue with Florida – or not the issue. But what Florida State is looking for is longer guards that can guard one through four and switch on to five because they've been able to do that with Trent Forrest the past few years is switch one through five and he can guard your center. Um, and they're going to have that with Scotty Barnes this season. So you can't go out and get a five foot 11 Bryce Aiken from Harvard because he's smart and he's not going to be able to do that. And he's not as feisty as David Nichols. David Nichols was a bulldog. He may have been six foot, <laughs> but he played like he was six, nine. He really did. There's a reason his tagline for his clothing line is big guard university. He played like a big guard. And so trying to find a guy like that is tough. Um, I think getting a grad transfer big is more important than getting a grad transfer guard just because Florida State doesn't really play with the true point guard anymore. Um, Raekwon Evans, yeah, he's a true point guard. Scotty Barnes is nowhere near a true point guard. Trent Forrest was a combo guard in high school and even in college. He was more of a uh, combo guard than point guard. But I I think getting a grad transfer big is more important. And Yeah, moving on to our questions – We've only got one tonight from at, at Mitch underscore Cobb on Twitter. Austin, I think you should probably answer this first. How do you think we prep Scotty Barnes to play point guard in the NBA? I mean, Florida State obviously has their fair share of ball handling drills. Everyone goes through them. They start practice with them. Summer workouts are almost always just ball handling and shooting. Um, but he's going to have guys to learn from. Uh, Terrence Mann played point in the summer league so he can reach out to him. Trent Forrest is one is I think the best point guard in school history. So he's got a lot to learn from there. CY is a great guard developer. Coach Jones is a great mind in basketball. Uh, and obviously coach Hamilton's been around in the NBA. He's seen these guys. So it's not as much as how are we prepping Scotty Barnes? 
it's more of kind of building up the whole team around him and just letting Scotty Barnes be Scotty Barnes because he's talented enough to just do it. Yeah, and he's kind of like, kind of like that LeBron, cha- LeBron James type of forward, point forward. He'll be able to take the ball up the floor. Like you said, at Florida State, he's going to spend some time at point guard. I'm sure he'll spend some time at, at forward as well. And that's that's going to be huge for him at the next level, developing that that ball handling skill in college. So really excited to see that. Austin, I just got a content idea from what you're talking about. Trent Forrest, best point guard in school history. Next week on the podcast, I think we should do top five FSU basketball players in school history. Come up with a list. Okay, I'm down. <laughs> That'll be fun. I think that'd be fun. Yeah. Logan, you it's can almost, speak now. It's almost like we have nothing else to do, right? I mean, we, we don't. Like, just, I mean, just to remind you guys, we would be probably – I'd probably be in Atlanta right now having a good time. We get it. The final we get it. Oh, okay, I was just making sure. Just making sure I reminded everybody, since everybody's decided all the national media just wants to flood our timelines, and Dick yeah. Vitale is going to tweet it for the 50th time that Florida State was going to win the national championship this year. Thanks, Dick. Yeah, you don't want to see Dick. my wrist right now. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It's a little dramatic there. Um, we need you to work a keyboard, Dustin. Come on. <laughs> They're still workable for now. Yeah, I like that. So let's jump into some FSU trivia. Why don't we? I think Dustin won last week, if I'm correct. Yeah. He did. He got yep. lucky with multiple choice. So I think it's 5-4 <laughs> now, 5-4 Austin. 5-4. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, buddy, I'm, I'm keeping Will a good I count. Will I spoil Austin's birthday? We'll see. And I have a pretty interesting question for you guys tonight. and going to yep. get creative with it. So on Wikipedia, Florida State says that FSU has one, two, three, four rivals. That There's four rivalries. Um, two of them, obviously, are Florida and Miami. And there's one in here that also names Clemson being one. And I'm sure we can have a conversation argument over if that is a rivalry or not. But there's another team. <laughs> there's another team listed. Like I said, there's four. But I'm going to give you... I'm going to give you guys three teams. No, 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 no choices. Okay. Well, <laughs> no, then you, you, but you, <laughs> I will say that it is in conference. How about that? It is in conference. I've already named Florida, Miami, and Clemson. Oh, all right. I got it. I got it. I got it. I know what it is. Go ahead. Huh? Virginia. Yeah, it's Virginia. Because it's the battle of like the Jefferson Epstrophe yeah, or something dude, like I, that. I played it on NCAA for Yeah, that's exactly where I remember it from. Because you nah. see it in all the NCAA games. How it's a battle for a trophy. I'm like, I've never seen that trophy in my life. That's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> that's awesome. That's perfect. So, yeah. Watch the stream. Twitch.tv slash no game day. Yep. No, yeah, there you go. Dropping dollars. Too too much you're you're too much too much promos here, Dustin. Today. Doing a good job. So which is it? I don't know. I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Nineteen fifty. What 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 happened in nineteen fifty? Now I'm gonna give you some hints. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, all right, here we go, here we go. Let me do it a little bit better. All right, this happened in 1988. Florida State had a fourth down and four to go on its 21-yard line 
with about a minute and a half to go in the fourth quarter at Clemson. What happened? It has, it's a famous play. It's a very famous play, and I'm sure Austin's already on Google. Punt Ruski. Oh, yeah, it's Punt Ruski. Correct answer. He didn't know. Oh, my God. That's or Austin hands up. That's right, because last week I had Austin on video, and he lost. Should I make him put on the video again? <laughs> I can see things. My room's dark, and my laptop's not even on. Mm. Should have made him answer first. Yeah. All right, up next, 1993, what happened? The Seminoles <laughs> came into the swamp, ranked number one, and looking to oh. play for the national championship. Wasn't this, like, the first what? question? This is, like, the easiest one. What happened? Word or done. Was, wasn't this, like, the first question we did? I don't remember. I don't really I remember. I feel like it was. about it before, I feel like. We definitely did. Oh, yeah? I don't think so. I'm sure there's something in there. <laughs> I'm sure something's in there. Maybe. Having a good round of trivia so far. Yeah, it's pretty easy for you. I'm proud of you. We had to do an easy one for you. How many Lou Groza award winners oh. have there been at Florida State? Oh How many? How many? Lou you go first. You go first. State. I got my, I got my answer. Eight, I'm going four. Seven. Damn it. I was going to say four. Four. Uh, are you sticking with four? You never, nobody wants to do separate answers. Four. No. I feel, I feel confident with four. I'll, I'll name confident. That's my best four. educated I'll name guess. my four. All right, name your four then. Uh, Roberto, obviously. Mm-hmm. I think Dustin Hopkins won it. Mm-hmm. Graham Gano. And then Seabass. Uh, mm. Those are your four, too, Austin? Yeah. Y'all feel good about it? I don't Just feel good about it, but it's my, it's my best educated guess. <laughs> uh, three. Oh. Uh, Roberto Aguayo. I know Gano won the punter award, didn't he? Hopkins didn't win it, did he? Oh, Hopkins nope, didn't win it. Really? Ashton Janikowski. Nope. Oh, man. I thought Hopkins was for sure. No. Gano was the one I wasn't certain about. I know Golden egg, man. Dang. How did Hopkins I like, not win it? I like, I like yeah, Hop- Hopkins not winning. It's surprising. Yeah. I was easy. Right. Yeah. How about the... All right, here we go. How many... Players at FSU have won the Jim Thorpe Award. Oh, God. For the best offensive back in the country. I'll say six. I have no idea. Six from Dustin. Six seconds left. I like six. Five. Two is the answer. (laughs) Deion Sanders and and Terrell Buckley. Uh, I thought there was some since then. Those are the two I had for sure. You know what's funny? We have had both of those on here. What did McFadden win? Oh, we're we're still going here. We still I still got another defensive back. That's a Jack Tatum trophy. But Uh, just note on here, the Spear has had both Jim Thorpe Award winners on here. The Spear with Deion Sanders and Terrell Buckley. Pretty cool fact there. Up next, how about the Jack Tatum Trophy Award? Also goes to the best defensive back in the country. How many of those were given? Three. I was going to say three, too. Damn it. You can if you want. <laughs> yeah. Three. Two. Oh. Luckily, <laughs> and Tavares McFadden. What the hell? So Dion didn't win that? 
Huh? Dion didn't win that one? Nope. I wonder was if that was a newer one, maybe. Maybe it was a newer award. This was in 1991 for Terrell Buckley. So Ramsey Dion... didn't win anything? Nope. Wow. All right, up next, the Lombardi Award for the best lineman slash best linebacker. Oh, God. Three. <laughs> How many? Lineman would... slash linebacker? Yeah, this is an interesting one. Okay, five. I was going to go five. Stop. I was going to go five. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot of guessers here, gentlemen and ladies. I said that backwards. It's supposed to be ladies and gentlemen. I got no idea about trophies, man. Four seconds. We're going Give me five. the ice, man. I can do that. Five. Both of y'all are going five. Two. Marvin Two. Jones and Paul Reynolds. Oh, really? There were some, any... some goons on that D-line back in the day. Yeah. There was... There was some... Apparently the key for these awards is guess low. Yeah. Well, now yeah. he's going to throw out some award where we have like 13 winners. Here we go. This is a good one here. Y'all should be pretty smart on this, maybe. Jack Lambert Trophy for the best linebacker in the country. How many award winners from Florida State are there? Eleven. God, <laughs> stop. No, <I'm> just... <laughs> uh, four. Four. Two. Three. Two. Three. Final answers? Final answers? Awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Marvin... And Derek Brooks. Two is a correct answer. Let's Austin go. Out on his phone. Austin wins. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Look at that. Austin now takes a six to three lead. Six uh, to four. four. Six to four. My bad. My bad. Six to four lead. Dustin, how are you feeling? Coming right to you on the sideline. What's happening? You know, it was a hard fought battle. I decided to give it away in the fourth quarter to the birthday boy. Happy birthday, man. Hope this gift will be enough to get you through to next year. Because next week I'm coming for your ass. Oh, pause. No homo. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that was a little, it was like too violent, a little too disturbing. But um, yeah, Austin, you feeling good? Back, yeah, I'm feeling all right. Back having a solid lead. Yeah, I, I I told Dustin he wasn't winning another one. So, wow, never again. I th- I like these. I'm actually learning a lot doing this. This is like our own. This is kind of a trivia, but we also are doing our homework and learning during this quarantine. So I like this. There's and, a lot of boards still to go over. By the way, to answer your question, Dustin, on why Dion didn't win the Jack Tatum Trophy, uh, it started in '91 with Terrell Buckley. Oh, interesting, interesting. Cool fact there from Austin Beasy, the birthday boy. And there's been some trash winners on this list. I'm just going to say that, too. Uh-oh. Like, Reggie Nelson won it in 2006. Mm. Gerard Hallman, who did, he did lead the country in interceptions, but Gotta in give. 2014, T-Mac, obviously, there were mm. some bad winners on this list. I guess. So that's like the Goodwill yeah. award <laughs> to the Jim Thorpe Award. <laughs> All right, y'all ready for your terrible, disgusting, just heart-wrenching, dad jokes that we're going to do for our final segment again we need we need a lot of laughs because everybody's i guess their anxiety is through the roof they are coming to this podcast to have a good time to talk sports but also get a good laugh every week uh, and i think i think they need a good laugh tonight wherever they are 
They're all I stuck at home. I don't know if dad jokes are the way to go with that, but uh, we're here. I think it. I think it is. I think. I mean, I think. I think funny joking videos. I'm. I'm addicted to TikTok now. I must Same. admit. Same. Same. Sucks. Like I. I. It's I, not I, great. I like look for. Like I'm looking forward to like going to bed and being on it for like at least an hour straight and before I go to bed. It's like oh, my only di- an hour. Oh God, I wish. <laughs> well, I will say. I mean, through the day, I'm at least got a couple. At least an hour in too, but I try to like save it for myself. Like I, I get all your stuff done during the day, and then hey, good job, Logan. Pat in the back. You get to go watch TikTok for an hour before you go to bed. So, yeah, I think that's how we're gonna do it. So, Austin, you said that you have a ton saved up. Are, are you you want to go ahead and start us off? Yeah, I got a couple new ones because I need to refresh my repertoire. Um, I'm not saying they're good. <laughs> But I've got, I've got new ones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's start a little tame. Okay, okay. What do you call an elephant that doesn't matter? Um, any, any relevant? Mm. <laughs> that laugh, I wish, though. I, I wish people could see our faces to these. It could be coming soon. We'll see. But that, <laughs> so now like I figure out, do I regret having this idea for this segment? <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> All right, who's next? I'll go. I'll go. I know Dustin's still searching. Cause... I'm ready. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Why couldn't the bicycle stand up by itself? It was too tired. I'm not gonna lie. That's pretty good. Joke similar to that. That one's pretty good. Yeah. (laughs) Oh man. So I'm gonna go ahead and go with mine. Uh, Remember, this is rated R podcast. So I'll give you five seconds if you have to turn it off around the kids. Hope you have your headphones in. But uh, anyways, my Teacher asked what comes after 69. I said mouthwash. <laughs> since we're since we're going with the rated R theme, I might as well go into mine. <laughs> well, let me see. Let me up the ante. <laughs> All right. Um, go, what else? Right, go ahead, there, Austin. We we've what let happened? the parents know to mute the mics or mute the head uh, headphones right now and listen to it later if they have to. But go right ahead, Austin. What happens when you make an Asian girl squirt? Jesus. Okay. <laughs> what the? She charges you ten cents for extra sauce. Oh. <laughs> 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 Dustin gets a lot of extra sauce on a lot of his food, so I'm definitely Chinese. <laughs> Dustin had Chinese sauce. today. I think Dustin had Chinese yesterday or today. Did you get any extra sauce? All over. Oh, man. <laughs> well, Logan. What's up? Logan's broken it open. Oh, wait. It's my turn. It's my turn. Yeah, yeah it's yours. I'm still kind of searching for mine. Why was the guitar teacher arrested? 
for fingering a minor. Ah, mm. uh, I've heard that one. I've heard <laughs> that one. That one's pretty good. As someone who plays guitar, I hate that joke. <laughs> Austin, passion. Austin, you might know this one. Uh, so don't give it away. Dustin, I don't think we'll know, but Austin probably know. But um, what did Cinderella say when she got to the ball? Oh, this one's good. Dustin, do you know? Put it in my mouth. No. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that on TikTok this morning. I was dying. <laughs> I knew Austin would see it because they're getting all their da- all the daughters are getting their dads with it. What a perfect idea that is. <laughs> I, I, I can never imagine doing that. Yeah. Yeah, no. No way. It just depends on what kind of dad you have. But, oh, God. Oh, my. Well, unless you all have any extra ones, I know I'm kind of out. I want to save it. What was the answer? That was the answer. What was it? <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> when Cinderella gets to the ball. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh, doesn't even know it the whole time he was laughing. <laughs> 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 All right, Austin. I I'm out on mine, but y'all go ahead. If y'all no, go ahead. I'm out on mine. Um. I have another one, but I just don't know. I've got, I've got two more, good, but I'm going to save like, them for the next one. I feel like people are going to like expose me one day, and then we'll never have a never have a business. <laughs> yeah, you had one, Dustin? Any extras you think you could end it off on, or do you think that was good enough? Yeah, we yeah. might as well stop while we're ahead. Yeah, I think we had some. We had some. We, had, we actually stepped it up a little bit this week. I thought these were good. We actually laughed for once. Yeah. But <laughs> speaking of laughing, if you guys enjoy laughing, make sure to check us out on Twitch. Constantly enjoying the laughs. Twitch.tv slash no game day. Great time for all. That is true. We are actually, we might be introducing here the spear to our Twitch channel. Dustin just started up the channel uh, just a couple, what, week and a half ago. And we've already reached Twitch affiliate. So a lot more cool things we can do with the channel. Uh, like I said, we have been rewatching some FSU games. We're actually going to try to rewatch the FSU versus Virginia Tech game, which I know a lot of people are like mad about. But I think it's also good to analyze and see what was going wrong. Um, I think there's a lot of things that I would like to analyze from it. So if you guys would like to join us on that, I think we're going to try to maybe do that on Saturday. Um, if not, we're going to do a lot of more games as long as we're allowed to stream them from their, from ACC Digital Network's YouTube. So, yeah, we have a lot of plans for that and even maybe bring Here the Spear onto the Twitch channel while we're recording, which I think would be pretty cool to see our faces while we're talking to one another. Um, Dustin will just have to get a webcam, which he still doesn't want to do. Uh, I don't I think, well, you said it didn't work. You said you didn't think it worked. Well, it's not gonna it's not gonna work in the current setup. Yeah, it's not gonna make you look prettier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we have a lot of cool stuff coming there on the Twitch channel. It's a live streaming service. If you don't know what we're talking about, it is a live streaming service where we can stream our screens, we can stream everything with a webcam, and we can play video games, we can record on here in front of you guys. Uh, instead of doing it 
a way. It's just another way to create content. Definitely during this time right now, I think it's great to uh, have some laughs, have a good time in the chat, so you can chat with users and hang out. So that is at twitch.tv slash day. Go check that out. Um, and yeah, come hang out with us. Uh, so yeah, I think that's pretty much going to do it for this podcast. We definitely appreciate you guys listening. We hope you guys are staying safe. Wash them hands. Please stay safe so we can have football in the fall. Please, 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 please. We need football. If not, one of us will kill each other. Yeah, stay inside, you selfish assholes. <laughs> Quit going to the damn beach. Quit going to party. Stay in your house. Every time people have to work 40 hours a week, they're always complaining. They're like, I have to go to work every day. If I was off, I could just sit at home and not do anything. Well, you got the opportunity. Sit on your couch and don't do anything. <laughs> that is true. You're exactly right about that. That is true. So uh, everybody be safe. Take care of your – this is a good time to connect with your family and all that kind of – it's a weird time. It sure is. But I just hope we can have football. It already sucks that we lost basketball. Let me mention that one more time before the podcast ends. But we need football in the fall. We really do. Uh, we also have some cool ideas, and we're going to have some guests on here in the next couple of weeks too, maybe from other podcasts and also some former Knowles and maybe some basketball guys in Austin can get us hooked up with uh, because we had a lot of plans for basketball too, guest-wise, and that obviously – got turned that was put to a halt which sucks but we definitely want to try to get some basketball guys on and, and talk some knolls so we got a lot of plans for you guys to bring some content and try to entertain as much as possible uh, and we always appreciate you guys listening and as always if you rate us five stars and leave a review we'll shout you out on the next next podcast i know i didn't do it tonight because we had a lot to talk about but next week we will uh you can find us on twitter at here the spear um but yeah, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you'll be notified every time we release a new episode. And we will look forward to talking to you guys next week. Enjoy the week. Enjoy the weekend. Stay safe. Talk to you guys soon. Peace.